This is an audio sermon recorded at Highway 71 Church of Christ in Alma, Arkansas. We are Christians seeking to worship God in spirit and in truth. We would love for you to worship with us at 1030 on Sunday mornings at 1808 Highway 71 North in Alma, Arkansas. I'm uplifted just through the prayer and the song this morning. Uh, The choice of songs, the way we sang from our hearts. It's a blessing to be here with my family, you know. We're missing a few. I know Brother Dane, you'd mentioned at the station, and uh, of course Brother Phil's working today, and Sister Pat, I know that uh, there's some incomplete, there's some complete families here, there's some incomplete ones, some houses are represented either way, and uh, it's a blessing to be able to, to worship here this morning. You know, it seems to me uh, there's a few reasons for picking the subject that I have this morning. Um, And as I was sitting there studying, I I couldn't help but think for some reason about, seems like we've had multiple references lately to um, Exodus chapter 33 when God and Moses, you know, we've got the tent outside the camp and... uh, Moses is making supplications to God on behalf of the Israelites, and, and uh, at the end of the chapter, there's been, it seems like I've heard three or four times lately, references to God's glory being so amazing that all he could do was kind of hide behind the rock or, you know, let Moses see his backside. It seems like I've heard that several times lately, and so for I was studying something, I went back and I was like, you know, I want to read that chapter again, just in its entirety, just as a side note. And I ended up finding something in that chapter that just kind of struck me and um, made a lesson off of that. So kind of a change in course from my original plans, but um, sometimes that's how it should be, I think. And uh, just general thoughts, obviously it's... um, it's uh, a time of thanksgiving in this country, and hallelujah for that. It seems like um, uh, being a stressful year. You know, someone asked me Friday and yesterday, both, how's things going with you, you know, and it, you, you almost feel obligated to, and maybe just because it's on my mind, the, the world gets its tentacles into you, and and uh, it's easy to start getting sucked into things, including stress, you know, and the mindset of 2020, things just being crazy. And uh, it's easy to start letting that affect your mindset. And so I'm really thankful for Thanksgiving this year, just to kind of reset, you know, and to keep our minds upon, as Brother Jason Reference this morning in the prayer all the reasons we have to be thankful. I know Brother Dane's mentioned that a few times about how a spirit of thanksgiving really can set your mind on the right path. <clears throat> and so I'd found something in Exodus 33 that I'm thankful for. You know, it's a, a simple lesson this morning. But it's one that struck me just reading through it, and I stopped and dwelt upon it for a while, and I just wanted to share that this morning. Um, 
Galatians 3 and 24 calls the Old Testament, depending on what version you're reading, it calls it our uh, schoolmaster. Uh, the old law, it calls, it calls it our schoolmaster. And, and the more I've been in the Old Testament lately, the more appreciation I've, um, I guess, developed for the New Testament. You know, uh, the new law. We cannot read the history of the Israelites uh, without being instructed and without being admonished and without seeing the parallels between the Israelites and ourselves, the human condition, and the wisdom and the foresight that God had throughout that story, and in including it in our written word today uh, is just faith building uh, to sum it up. And while it's easy for us today to look at the Israelites and to uh, have, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, to have the mindset of, well, if I was in their shoes, I would never do that. You know, stop and build a golden calf and worship that after all that God has done. It's easy for us today to say, I would never do that. Or to do some th other things the Israelites did, like, like carry some of their old idols with them, you know, like as a backup almost in case things don't work out with this God. We've got these old ones that we can worship. Um, hindsight's twenty twenty, but in our lives today, right now, we don't have hindsight. We have hindsight from our past, but we don't know what the future holds. And the way that we react um, shows us where our hearts truly lie. And uh, <clears throat> do we have idols in our lives today? Do we have a golden calf that we turn to sometimes um, when we take our eyes off of God? And how easily I think our shift, our, our, our focus shifts from God to worldly possessions or desires. Um, how often do we refuse to give <clears throat> up? Give up all ties to this world. Rather than give it all to Christ. I know that um, I've been feeling more stress lately. And uh, the more I think about the cause of this stress the more I realize that it is of this world. And um, I'm being kind of like the Israelites in the Old Testament. <clears throat> in Exodus 33, we like to cling to our security. You know, our 401ks, our savings accounts, our, um, our cushion. We we'll just need a little bit more cushion for this or for that. And um, we can see the parallels between the Israelites and us today. And that's kind of what I wanted to look at just for a few minutes this morning. Uh, because so often as I read through these, uh, the history of the Israelites here, um, it's easy for me to say, oh, I would just never, I would never do that. But I do. I do. 
So let us take heed this morning that there is no heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. God's goodness and His mercy towards the Israelites was um, highly calculated um, by an infinite God with infinite foresight and power um, to inspire us today in our love to Him and our confidence in Him. And the foreshadowing that He gave us was not on accident. Um, I love, I know Brother Clint's brought forth and Brother Brian some foreshadowing lessons, uh, and it's just faith-inspiring to see all of, you know, you've got the big picture foreshadowing stuff, but some of the stuff down to the tiniest details, you know, the the way that the... um, tabernacle was laid out and the just you could go on for a long time with all the foreshadowings and um, let's get on to the highlighted verse Exodus 33 and 14 here Moses he'd been fervently interceding to God on behalf of the people the Israelites there and um He wanted God to show him and them the way. He wanted God to be gracious to his people despite the sins that they had already committed against him. And so in God, uh, in Exodus 33 and 14, God promises Moses here, he says that his presence, he says, my presence will go with thee and I will give thee rest. As I was reading through this chapter, I stopped at that verse, and uh, it just struck me. It struck me the parallels between the Israelites and myself. Um, And, and, you know, here is Exodus, the book pretty uh, obviously named (laughs) for the Exodus of the Israelites from Egypt. Um... And here we've got the Israelites in a journeying condition, uh, having left Egypt, a land of bondage and toil and oppression and suffering and hopelessness, misery, and God saw them in that condition. And He had mercy on them. He called them out of it. And through multiple miracles, unlike any that had ever been seen, God showed His awesome power and He led them out of that, out of bondage uh, to their old oppressor, Pharaoh. And how characteristic is that of us? You know, uh, in our sins before God made a way in each of us to leave that behind. He made a way. And I think of that song that was just led. He made a way through the life and the death of Jesus. And before Jesus, we were far from God. We were in bondage. We were in slavery, just like the Israelites, in darkness and under tyranny from a 
a ruler of this world, and yet God called us out through His Gospel. And He delivered us in the same way, through miracles and His amazing power in a way that had never been seen before. From the power of... Delivered us from the power of His adversary. And so we have here in Exodus 33, the Israelites here were in a journeying state, having come out of Egypt and now journeying through the wilderness, a land of of drought and dangers. They had a lot of hardships, you know, um, trials, difficulties, surrounded by enemies, no matter which way they went. Sounds familiar to us, right? Sometimes that's how it feels. That's how it feels with us. Um, And sometimes I have the short-sightedness that the Israelites did. Um, Called out of this world, but still in the world. Uh, Jesus told us in John 16.33, He says, in the world ye shall have tribulation. But he follows that up. He says, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And we look back to what he did with the Israelites, and it's the same story. So the Israelites called out of Egypt, traveling through this wilderness. They were traveling to Canaan, a land promised to their fathers, a land of freedom, of abundance, of plenty, uh, a land of happiness. And again, this foreshadowing by God uh, and His infinite wisdom to our journey out of bondage um, through the wilderness to that heavenly Canaan, uh, that, that place that's been promised to us for all who love and fear God. A country that was purchased by um, His own Son's death on the cross as an inheritance to us, as His saints, uh, our Canaan. It's, it's a heavenly destination. And it's this place that we journey through our wilderness towards So looking at the kind of the status, the state of the Israelites here in Exodus 33, how they had uh, begun their exodus, they completed their exodus from Egypt, and now they're journeying through the wilderness towards Canaan. God tells Moses after Moses pleads with him. He says, my presence shall go with thee. My presence shall go with me. It's such a simple statement, but the, the power behind that statement and what that entails is, I think what got me stuck on this verse, to just dwell on it and live there for a while in my mind and just think about it. And, um, you know, it, God didn't promise just any presence, uh, not the presence of one of His angels, not even one of the archangels. Um But he said, my presence, my divine presence. God gave the Israelites Moses to lead them and Aaron to 
um, ministered to them and he gave them Caleb and uh, Jacob or Joshua. Um, and he also did use his angels at times, but immeasurably more, infinitely more, his presence was with them. And his presence included his almighty power, his infinite wisdom, his uh, foresight, his unending goodness, his unchanging and perfect provision for his people was with them as it is with us. In the same way today, Romans 8 and 31 says, If God can be for us, then who can be against us? Isaiah 41 and Isaiah chapter 43, God says, He says, Fear not, I am with thee. Jesus in Matthew 28, verse 20, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Just as God told Moses, My presence shall go with thee. So we have promises of exactly the same. First Samuel chapter 12, Deuteronomy 4, Psalms 94, they all remind us that the Lord will not forsake His people nor forsake His promises that He has made to His people. And the divine presence of, of God promised to Moses and the Israelites was not only God's very own divine presence, but uh, to them it was visible. You know, during the day it was a, uh, a cloud, uh, a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire by night. And he doesn't lead us in that way today. It'd be cool if he did, but still God is really with us in the same way. And the influences He exerts on our our lives, the changes He's brought about within our hearts through the Word, um, and in our lives, the comforts we enjoy, all of the reasons we have to be thankful, the blessings we experience every day are all evidence that He is with us and that He still leads us and provides for us, that He is still the Lord of hosts that is with us, as we can read about in Psalms 46. This divine presence where he says, My presence shall go with thee, Moses, and the, and the people, it was, it was capable. <laughs> Infinitely capable. The Israelites were led out of bondage and, and suffering and, and hopelessness into the wilderness where they were tested. And they often failed in their faith. Their short-sightedness caused them to to look back on uh, where they were before that happened. And um, some of them desired the security they had. You know, which is kind of weird to think about. Um... Some of them missed the food they used to eat. They didn't have it anymore. They missed their old lifestyle, their old habits, and, and their, um, it's kind of weird to say it, but their security. They knew what they could expect, at least. 
in Egypt. They knew what to expect. They knew what tomorrow was going to be because it was going to be the same as it had been for every day for the last few hundred years. Suffering and, and you know, treading, making bricks. I don't know. <laughs> Hard work. But at least they knew what to expect. They knew that they could expect suffering and they, they had this kind of twisted security in their suffering. Uh, it sounds pretty silly, right? But in the wilderness, wandering around, you know, what are we going to eat? I miss the stuff I used to have. Why did we leave that? Um, I don't have any security because I don't know what to, the next minute's going to hold. Is God going to say, pack up camp, we're moving again and again and again? Where are we going? Where it seems like we're winding around through this wilderness. And, and uh, I think they just missed that security of knowing even if it's suffering, they knew what to expect. And that was the whole point, I feel like. With God, He wanted them to be completely dependent upon Him for everything. He supplied all their needs. He guided them. He delivered them from their enemies. You know? Um, even though they didn't know where they were going... Um, they didn't know much other than dependent upon God, dependence upon God. And we can see that with hindsight, but it's the same for us. A lot of times, I'll get stuck in my own um, think-sos of what I think should happen. Or um, that security. You know, we place a lot of value on security. And when we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow with the election or with the way things are going, we get stressed. But that's not what God taught with the Israelites, and that's not what He teaches us today. His foresight, we don't need to, to rely upon our own vision of what we think needs to happen or should happen uh, in this world or in our careers or whatever it may be. The unknown is... Is scary, and there's no security in what we can't see until we learn and trust the security that comes from God, which we learn through experience and through our faith uh, that is infinitely better than what we can do for ourselves. God wants us to lean wholly upon Him just as He wanted the Israelites to do. And sometimes I find myself um, thinking about some good thing in the world that at least I know what to expect, if that makes any sense. And that is not what God wants. They didn't need to know, and we don't either, what's going to happen with the election or what's going to happen with whatever. Just as God guided the Israelites and supplied their needs, and delivered them from their enemies, so does He with us. Exactly the same, even if we can't see it. Psalm 73, verse 24, He says, Thou shalt guide me with Thy counsel, and afterward receive me to glory. That's what He wants. Psalms 84, 11, For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will He withhold from them that walk uprightly. 
And we see that the divine presence of God uh, to the Israelites there in the wilderness, um, it wasn't just intermittent, you know. It wasn't only in certain parts of the wilderness. It was continuous. God was with them the whole way through the desert to Jordan streams and until they entered into Canaan. Now, not everyone got to experience that. Um, but he was with them the whole time. Whether they turned their back on him or not, he was there. <clears throat> Sometimes only talking to Moses and using Moses as his mouthpiece. But he was there the whole way through, and so is he with us in health or in sickness, in um, our youth or our old age, in life and death. No matter our state, no matter how bad it gets in the wilderness, He's there with us the whole way through, the whole time, just the same way. Psalm 73 and 26 says, My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. In Psalms 136, I'm not going to read that, but the whole chapter is awesome. It's an excellent reference for now. And Thanksgiving, I think. So, Psalms 136. It's a good one. Um, God told Moses and the Israelites in Exodus 33 and verse 14 that His very own divine uh, presence, He says, My presence will go with thee. And we've just reviewed how solidly He did that. I mean... 100%. He did just that. But that's not all. He followed that statement up to Moses with, um, and I will give thee rest. I will give thee rest. That's something that uh, is in short supply lately. (laughs) That's something that, uh, and when God says He's going to give us rest, well, you look what he did with everything else he promised. It's a thousandfold greater than we could even ever imagine. And so when God says he's going to give us rest, oh, it's going to be rest. It's going to be real rest. You look at what the uh, Israelites experienced. Um, this is a rest that is rewarded to the victorious. Um, To the Israelites who remained faithful, to those who were victorious um, through their faith in God. Uh, And this rest is because of God's promises, as it is with us who share in Christ's victory. It's a rest for the victorious. Romans 8, 37, nay, and all these things. We are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. He's allowed us to be victorious through Him and to enter in to this rest that He's promised. It's also a rest from, you know, what is rest? It's, it's, a, it's rest from toils and, and uh, journeying through the wilderness. He promised them Canaan. You know, 
depend on me 100%. Let me guide you, lead you, protect you through this wilderness. Just have faith in me through it all. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead you into Canaan. <clears throat> it's a rest from all the fears and the dangers along the way into a land of safety. And we long for that a lot. I know I do. I long for a rest from this world, the stress that comes with all of it. Um, Rest from uh, all the darts Satan's throwing at us, at the church, at God's people in general. Um, From uh, just bombardments, it feels like. Um, all around us and evil temptations this rest is rivers of pleasure endless delight and salvation and inheritance and crowns of glory and it's eternal (laughs) this rest is infinitely worth more than whatever afflictions the Israelites encountered uh, in, in the wilderness and also what we will endure in our pilgrimage through this life, through this wilderness. John chapter 6, verse 67, uh, starting there, then just said Jesus unto the twelve, He said, will you also go away? And Simon Peter, he answered him, he said, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and and are sure that Thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. That's how I want to look at it. Where else am I going to go? Where else can we find all of these things that God provided to the Israelites in our pilgrimage through this life? And where else can we find uh, God's divine presence and His promise for uh, rest. <clears throat> Ephesians four and and um, four through six. There is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all, and in you all. I just want to praise God for His example, for His Word that um, we can study and, and uh, for allowing us, God be praised for allowing us to read of His power on display to His people and for His promises to us, for His presence and for the rest that He has promised us. Rest. And if, if we're still in Egypt this morning, or if we're in that wilderness, but we're carrying along some of these idols or turning to the side and, and worshiping something else. Um, let God deliver you from that place and sever the ties. Um, join God's people and get on that road through the wilderness to that heavenly Canaan because there's only one way there and and that's Jesus. 
It's through joining Jesus, through His death, His burial, His resurrection. Um, And through Jesus, we can arise from those waters of baptism, joined in victory with Him. And just as God forgave the sins of the Israelites, I mean, they did some some bad things. But there's no limit to God's forgiveness. No matter what we've done in our past that we think is unforgivable, it's not. God's forgiveness through Jesus, it covers it all. And we can arise from waters of baptism a new creature with a new goal, a new destination, new motivations. Um, with all the old things dead and passed away. And if we seek His face as the Israelites did here in chapter 33 and Moses, um, He'll forgive everything in our past and He'll create us anew and He will be with us and He will give us peace and rest, a place of rest. Eternal Canaan. He's prepared it for us. If you're not on that path, uh, we've got an opportunity right now to get on that path. Um, We have an invitation song that's picked out. And uh, we call it an invitation for a reason. It's an invitation to come down to this front pew and be joined with Christ in victory. He has made it available to us to be joined with Him, to be adopted as one of God's own sons because of Jesus. If it's tugging at your heart, uh, today's the day. There's a front pew here. Or if you have something that uh, is holding you back, some ties to this world that need to be severed and you want prayer um, to help get through that and support, uh, that's what we're here for, for each other. This is family. Let's stand and sing this invitation song. We hope you have enjoyed this message recorded at Highway 71 Church of Christ. If you have questions concerning this message or would like to set up a study, please call 479-647-2658. May God bless you.